0: You're listening to randstad SourceRight's Talent Navigator podcast. Join us to hear about the latest research, talent trends, and success stories from human capital leaders who are driving their organizations forward with smart workforce planning strategies.
1: With economic uncertainty looming ahead, some employers may feel they can put their workforce diversity initiatives on hold or that they won't be as critical as they've been in recent history. But as talent shortages persist, Companies across all industries continue to find that it's hard to source and hire professionals with the high-demand digital skills that they need to keep innovating—a challenge that won't disappear during a possible recession. I'm Matila Karakash, and joining me today are Courtney Brazier Barrett, Vice President of Equity, Diversity, Inclusion, and Accessibility Strategy at Ransa SourceRight, and Varshali Shaw, Vice President of Diversity and Inclusion at Ransa SourceRight. We'll be discussing why employers need to keep a focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility at work, no matter what the markets hold, and how DEI can give them a competitive advantage during uncertain economic conditions, and what their initiatives could look like in practice. So hello, Courtney and Vishali. Thanks so much for joining us again today uh, to be here and to share your insights on DEI at work. It's great to have you both. So Courtney, my first question will be to you. Um, So aside from it being the right thing to do, of course, Why will companies need to continue driving their DEI initiatives forward, even if they don't expect to be hiring extensively over the next few months?
0: You know, I I think it's interesting um, that when we think of diversity in the workplace, we automatically think of hiring, right? Um, You know, just because you aren't bringing new people into the organization, it doesn't mean that you don't have... Um, an entire workforce that you should be cultivating um, and and, and pouring into. Um, In 2022, Ronstad Work Monitor surveyed 35,000 employees across 34 markets globally and found that 41 percent of all workers would not join a company that does not proactively enhance its diversity, equity, and inclusion policies. 48% of those respondents were under the age of 35. So we're really talking about the future of your workforce here, right? Um, And so it's going to be really important. It's just not about today. This is going to be extremely important for sustaining your business for the long term. And that can't start and stop with hiring. Um, and then to even take it a step further, what good does hiring talent into your organization do if you can't retain them? Um, and honestly, sometimes what I, I find to be, you know, even worse than a, a, a retention issue um, is underutilizing your talent. Um, you know, and that that's huge. And I've seen that happen, um, you know, and I think we all have. We all maybe work with someone who... Um, you know, maybe stayed at a kind of level place within the organization and then they left the organization and their career advanced and took off, right? And so it's like, wow, did, did we pour all of that into this person and kind of prepare them for another company because we were underutilizing them because we did not see the value. Um, and so I think underutilization sometimes is is, is worse. Um, obviously it prevents your employees' professional growth, but it prevents your organization from advancing um, and, and from um, moving forward in the future.
1: Right. So, well, thank you, Courtney. Great thoughts and important points. Uh, we might have heard already, actually, that with hiring freezes in place, a lot of companies may turn to contingent talent to get the work done. So actually, my next question would be to you, Vashali, that with talent expectations shifting across the board, what kinds of policies, what kind of policies and practices should companies put in place to understand and meet contingent talent expectations, of course, when it comes to DEI?
2: Yeah, thank you so much for that question, Antila. And um, Courtney, completely agree with you. I think uh, a lot of times hiring seems to be the most predominant um, idea in people's mind when they're thinking about d impact. But hiring is just one of the ways in which DE and i can be impacted um, when you have your entire workforce. And by that, I mean your employed and your non-employed workforce. It's really about listening to the voice of the talent and what is important to all of the talent that you are attracting and that you're relying on to do the work for your organization. And um, you're absolutely right, there has been a steady increase in contingent populations. Um, In fact, by um, some studies, it's likely to go above the 50% mark. So over 50% of the the workforce will be contingent or non-employed workforce. And so what we advise, yes, what we advise our um, clients, um, as well as what we do ourselves, is to really see what the data is showing us. Um, What is the speed to hiring all types of um, workers in your organization? Not just the time to fill for your full-time requisitions, but also for your contingent workforce and for your independent contractors. What is the retention rate? What is the productivity of that workforce? Um, What is the referral rates? Are they bringing in in more of their um, network, their friends, their their counterparts into your organization? What is the conversion rate? Um, What is the return rate? um, Once their assignments or their contracts or projects are over um, and you need them next time, are they willing to come back and and prioritize the opportunity for your organization over other opportunities in the market? And finally, this is really new, um, but the inclusion metrics. How included are they feeling and how likely are they to really perform at their best? I really like, Courtney, what you said, you know, it's about the underutilization um, that a lot of times organizations are not thinking about. You really want to utilize every resource that you have, including all of the workforce. Um, you know, I work with enterprise clients in my role here at Source, right? and in one of our client programs, the contingent workforce that was polled um, regularly reported an interest in opportunities for upskilling and for professional growth. This is not typically what the organizations, you know, used to think about when they thought about their contingent workforce. It was, you know, need you bring them, you fill the need, um, the work gets done, and that's over. But right. um, here was an opportunity to really include the contingent workforce in professional development. Um, And, you know, together we determined what those opportunities would be, developed some workshops and some sessions with industry experts within the the field of work. And the benefits were um, clearly seen in the data. There was increased engagement, there was increased retention, the productivity increased, and they were much more likely to return um, to assignments um, uh, within that same organization. And the cost for providing this to the contingent workforce was negligible compared to the cost of rehiring and retraining. Another policy that is successful is including the contingent talent in employee resource groups and organizations, um, community initiatives. Um, What an organization truly stands for relates to the entire workforce and not just to the employed workforce. And um, when we have done this, not only have we as an organization have had a bigger impact, um, but again, there has been a lot more um, brand creation for our organization amongst all of the workforce that we employ. And um, these are just some of the ways in which, um, even during times of hiring freezes or slow hiring, um, you can continue to focus on DEI for your organization.
1: Right. Well, thank you so much. Um, so Courtney, what do you think? So how does all of this impact reputation and corporate brand in your opinion?
0: I, mean, I think it impacts it in multiple ways, right So if we're talking about from the employee perspective, you know we just kind of talked about how, how important it is for candidates of the future um, that their goals and their and their uh, values and principles align with the organizations that they that they work with. When I conduct interviews, I ask I ask my you know, candidates, hey what um, how important is it to you that where you work, um, aligns to um, your own personal value or your own personal mission. Um, and, and that's a really important piece. And when candidates hear that, they kind of pause um, because they're not used to hearing those types of questions in interviews. You know, oftentimes you're always asking a person what can they do for for your organization, but it's important to also ask what an organization can do for you. Um, And of course, we know that referrals are a strong, um, I think some companies um, say that they account to up to 30% of their workforce, right? And so no one's going to refer someone to an organization where they don't feel valued or they don't feel like they have a voice. Um, So that's the one piece. But it's also important, not just for bringing in talent to the organization, but it also impacts the products and services that you put out. I always say how important representation is, it's so important. And your organization should really be representative of the communities that you serve and of the communities that you want to serve. Um, And and that allows you to really be better able to address those needs and to expand your market share. Consumers are also um, asking more um, from the companies that they buy from, um, from where they're putting their money um, to. So they wanna make sure that these organizations um, have social justice initiatives, have sustainability initiatives, have diversity and inclusive initiatives, that they're equitable, um, that they're paying their employees properly. Um, And all those things matter now more to consumers. Um, So, you know, if, if you're not, um, enhancing your brand, if you're not continuously thinking about diversity, equity, inclusion beyond hiring, right, beyond economic downturn, if it doesn't become an integral part of your business, it's going to negatively affect um, your business. It's going to negatively affect your ability to um, expand your consumer base, expand your customer base, and expand your candidate base.
1: Right. Well, thank you. Yeah. And uh, so, Vashili, if company isn't hiring for economic reasons, what what's your opinion? What kinds of DEI initiatives should they have in place to keep driving their growth?
2: Yeah, I think there's a lot that organizations can continue to do or even start doing during times of, um, you know, slower economic hiring um, opportunities or seasons. Um, earlier this year, we did a session on not putting de on the back burner during times yep. of high economic activity, right? When there is too much hiring going on too quickly, um, you know, you can't not think about de and um, Also during times of pandemic when, you know, again, the focus was very shifted. Um, and here we are talking about, you know, de during times of um, slower economic activity. And really all of this goes to show that... DEI is not an on and off switch. You can't just turn it on during certain times um, when it's convenient and turn it off. Um, it's also not a one size fits all. And so, depending on the organization um, and what they do and where they operate, um, you know what they can do and how they can impact um, DEI can vary. But overall, um, you know, in a lot of cases, your talent could be your direct or indirect customer as well. Employer brand takes a long time to build and it really should be nurtured and continued to evolve. So, you know, back to your question what can we do during um, slower economic activity? Um, you can continue to develop your diverse le- leaders within the organization. Um, you've already hired them, um, they're already in your organization. Um, do they need some additional support to continue to thrive or to develop um, or to succeed? Um, you know, what are some of those programs? And um, a lot of our clients and ourselves included, um, we have some really key mentorship programs that we continue to um, operate even during times of um, lower hiring, focusing on internal mobility, um, you know, creating a pipeline of talent who can be um, ready for bigger roles as they come up. Um, we do a lot of cross-functional um, rotations within Randstad. Um, I've seen that happen in in many of our clients. And that is a really good way of continuing to develop not just diverse talent, but all talent. Um, So continuing to to really build up on your internal internal mobility programs is important. Um, I talked a little bit about skilling, um, contingent workforce, but really all your workforce, right? Are there equitable skilling and reskilling opportunities that you can create within your organization Um, to provide um, the kind of, you know, stepping up that your talent needs. And and one of my other really important um, uh, advices about coaching. Um, This is really important for all talent, but especially for diverse talent who may not have all of the privileges or all of the experiences um, in their careers. And uh, this could be a really good way to continue to develop them and and build confidence um, and set them up for success. So um, I would just say that there's a lot more that organizations can do throughout the talent life cycle, um, right. even if they're not um, hiring steady.
1: Right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. So, well, actually, so we're coming to the end of our conversation. But any final thoughts that either of you, Courtney or Vashali, would you like to share?
0: Yeah, just wanting to reiterate kind of what we've been talking about, about the um, outside economic conditions. Um, you know, it, it, I know it can be hard um, if your organization isn't doing that great, that your focus is just on that and everything else is, to the point put on the back burner. But I think we have to kind of be thinking in the long term goal, right? failure to do these things are going to have a larger negative economic impact on the organization. Um, and so it, it can be, I know it can be daunting sometimes, but just be thinking about the future um, and be thinking about the long game. Um, and also don't forget about your internal workforce. Do not forget about your current employees. Um, it's so, so important. It's so easy for us to always want to bring in something new or look at something new and shiny, but um, you have great talent that you brought into your organization, that great investments that you've made into this talent, into your organization. Utilize them, skill them, develop them to the point, cultivate them, teach them, train them, promote them and retain them.
1: Thank you.
2: And I would just add that um, continue to listen to the voice of all of your workforce. So, you know, whatever your metrics are to um, gather that feedback, gather information from uh, your employed and your non-employed workforce. Um, that is really um, kind of your compass to determining what are the right policies and what are the, the new policies and programs that you can um, in, introduce into the organization. So keep listening to them.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you so much to you both. Uh, really appreciate your time and for you to both to be here with us. Uh, I'm sure that our listeners learned a lot from these conversations. So for more information on how to advance your DEI initiatives at work, uh, visit our website and contact us at RandstadSourceRite.com. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for listening to Randstad SourceRite's Talent Navigator podcast. Learn more about the trends you've heard about today at RandstadSourceRite.com.